Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. We go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly. We are broadcasting from Show Creator Studio South here in Las Vegas. I had something in my throat there, too. That's a little treat for you. <laughs> this week, uh, Penn has been reflecting on some things, and we're going to face some darkness. That's that's the fact. Also, we were all around for a man versus machine battle, and we lost. Casey Jones! Preaching the love, Ped Gillette. Preaching the love, Casey Jones, Paul Bunyan. Add to that the uh, Penn and Teller crew. We have uh, <laughs> we have been signed in. Yeah. Uh, signed up, signed over, signed through for uh, another 20 shows of Fool Us. Yes. 20 shows of Fool Us. Bananas. Wow. Every year we struggle to come up with 13 closing bits. Yeah. So this year, we've solved that by having to do 20. But you know what that accomplished? Made 13 look really easy. So 13 does no longer seem bad. Now we're doing 20. Maybe they're doing that just for that. So once you come up with the 20, they'll say, just kidding, we're doing 13. So we flew Hondro in to help, and you were there to help. Mm -hmm. And I got this idea that I thought was really good. Because a lot of the ideas I get, I think are really good. Yeah. And a lot of them are not. But no, 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 no. What? I bring Sorry, in- was that, was I late on that? Yeah, a little late. Okay. I bring in a notebook. I mean, a yeah, a file. digital file. Yeah. Full of many, many, many ideas. Thank goodness, because we need 20 close. And then I read them to Teller and to the other people. And they always, all of you, Look like puppies watching television. <laughs> and then, as I explain more and you understand more, your faces all go from confusion yeah. to horror to disgust. <laughs> so I had this idea, which I thought was really good. There is a classic trick of magic. Yeah, It's really bar magic, bartender magic. It's a beautiful trick. And what you do is you have a card selected, mm -hmm. it's signed, yeah, and then you throw the deck into the air, it smacks on the ceiling, and the person's selected card, signed, is up there on the ceiling. Yeah. Now, what you learn is that people don't look at ceilings very much, <laughs> unless they have nosebleeds. Right. So then they look up afterwards and they go, wow, there's a lot of cards up there. Which is a good point. If, so for anyone thinking about doing this trick, don't punch someone in the nose and then ask them to pick a card. Mm -mm. It's a bad idea. It won't work. For this trick. Other tricks, it's fine. <laughs> Other tricks, it's kind of the only way. Right. To get people. And the trick is not, um, it's a little bit of a juggling trick. It's not a deep mystery in terms of magic. No. But you have to throw a deck straight up so that it hits square on the ceiling and then it sticks have you ever performed the trick Andrew? yes i've done it yeah and i did it on the street on the street without a ceiling you threw it to the moon 
I, when I was there, I realized I couldn't do it. <laughs> so, so I did it in the in the bottom of a balcony that was sticking out of the mm. building. You learned it pretty quickly to throw it straight up, right? Uh, yeah, there's a technique. Yeah. So I have never performed that trick, <laughs> but I did the, the, the move once and was like, oh, it's stuck right there. It's great. So I was sitting thinking like I do, you know, the horror of that. And I thought, wow, I want to go out with Allison and say, there's a great trick called the card of the ceiling I'd like to do for you. Card is selected, it's signed, goes to the ceiling. Now, this is really hard because we're in a theater. And it's about 45 feet up, and there's lights, and there's flies, and everything else. But I'm going to throw it to that position right there. I'm going to throw it to that position right there. And make her look, and you can't see through the lights. And mm -hmm. This is an impossible trick that I will be then bragging about. And then I will one, two, three, and a drone will fly in, <laughs> and I will hit the bottom of the drone, and the card will stick to the bottom of the drone, and then as the drone floats over us, I'll say to Allison, is that your card? And then they'll show Teller running the drone, which of course he would never be doing. It'll be a pilot, because Teller's an idiot, um, <laughs> and couldn't fly a drone any more than he could pick up a baseball bat. Um, there, anymore they can drive anything else. Yeah, Teller can't drive anything. Um, <laughs> it's almost, it's almost a prerequisite to be a magician to be a bad driver. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Have you ever driven with Piff? Uh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Uh, as a matter of fact, I was hired specifically to drive so that he wouldn't drive mm. for for a period of time. Piff can't drive. Teller yeah, can't yeah. drive. Copperfield. Can't drive. Yeah, no license. No license, yeah. No. Which is why it was so funny when he arrives on a motorcycle. You know, and I always wanted to say, hi, I'm David Copperfield. I can't do this either. Um, so you don't want to tell her driving a drone. So we have now reached a point in our career where we sit in a room, we get these ideas, and then Nate yeah. and Zeke and Kurt and the new woman, Clarissa, Clarissa, Clarissa. They run out and they make these things happen. They bring them back and then we work on them, right? So I pitched the drone idea. Hey, guys, wouldn't it be good to have a drone idea? And I, listen, you guys all nodded. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then Teller said, uh, yeah, Nate, get us a drone for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So he goes out and buys a drone. I was not only nodding for all this. I was excited for all these steps. <laughs> Hondro says, uh, they don't allow the, uh, the uh, drones in the, in the theaters in Spain. In Spain, you cannot fly drones in theaters. And I say, then we won't do this trick in Spain, asshole. Boom! <laughs> Mic drop. Ah. Eat it. Boom. Eat it, Spaniard. And uh, uh, there was a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and Nate Santucci says, I've looked through all the rules and regulations. Yeah. And you can use drones. I mean, there's no one stopping you. Yeah. I go, okay. And he talks to the woman who's in charge of our theater from the hotel. Casino, point yeah, the casino part. And she says, well, um, I'd have to, you know, see video of it, and I'd have to uh, <laughs> run it by some people. Yeah. It doesn't sound like, uh, it sounds like it might be a problem. Yeah. And Nate goes, no, no, we'll have it under control. Now, <laughs> we'll have it under control means we were as prepared yeah. for this drone test as Hondra was prepared for his quiz shows. <laughs> <laughs> We made no attempt to understand anything. None. None. No. 
We would the whatever way like a six year old would go about testing this, <laughs> that was our way of testing it. Only a six year old maybe doesn't have as many people around. Right. And doesn't have the money to be able to do this. <laughs> so we walk out there and then Nate is being all Mr. Safety. Yes. Nate goes, Everybody stand back. Okay. Great idea. Except Penn. Except Ben, because you're going to do the idea. That so you I take a deck of cards, <laughs> and Kurt is flying a drone yeah. over my head. Yeah. And I and Andra says, are you going to hit the... I said, I'm going to just throw it up there, and then maybe we can do it the way it's done on the ceiling, which I doubt. Yeah. Or we can put it there ahead of time, put a flap on it. We can cheat the signature. It'd be far enough away. <laughs> I have been thinking yeah, about this. Say, as we go through all the methods, you can see how optimistic we are for this trick making air. <laughs> <laughs> as we normally wouldn't burn anything that's going to make air. So then, <laughs> so then, <laughs> then, um, I'm sure somewhere in the drone directions, they say, don't throw shit at the drone. <laughs> don't throw, don't throw, I don't know. 52 things of the drone. So the drone is about, you know, pizza size. Yeah. Black. And the propellers are not encased in anything. No, there's no guard on them like no. you see with like smaller kids' toys. No, they're just uh, saws. Yeah. Little saws rotating. And it's up there. I go, bring it, bring it over top of me. And the first time. Yeah was remarkably good. It was. It was it like was. we knew what we were thinking about. Yeah. And everybody looked at me like, whoa, yeah. Pence not as stupid as we thought. It just he could really do this. It knocked the knocked the drone off kilter a little bit and then just simply rehovered. Yeah, rehovered. No and problem. If that card had been there, it would have been really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And we tried it again. <laughs> <laughs> went very differently this time. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, uh, not good. It went sideways and going straight into the stage. Yeah, almost hit me. Yeah. Came right at me, and there was screaming involved. Yeah. By, I think, everybody. Whatever distance Nate told us to stand back, we all retreated further <laughs> than that distance. And there was yelling. Yeah. Ah! And no one tried to take a drone for you. No one leapt <laughs> towards your body to take the drone. So then I did some sort of uh, uh, HR negotiation and said, maybe I'll watch this time, Matt. Why don't you give it a try? Because <laughs> we haven't tried a 52 spray. Right. We had done a solid deck up towards the drone, mm. but we hadn't tried to assault it with a cascade of cards. So Matt's idea was we won't throw the deck as a block. Yeah. We'll throw it as a bunch of cards. A bunch of cards in the air. That could all catch in the propeller <laughs> and could all send it all. Is there a word that is like cattywampus, <laughs> but has more lethal danger involved in it? <laughs> Clusterfuck? Clusterfuck, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this was a this was an improvised explosive device. <laughs> and uh There's nothing more embarrassing about my nature and my relationship to survival than how I reacted to that drone <laughs> after I hit it with fifty-two cards. <laughs> it became angry. <laughs> it went right at me. Right at you. It buzzed Matt and then flew over and went after Teller. 
and Teller's reflexes are so slow that the drone was broken and dead before Teller started screaming. Andro was running into the curtain. Everyone was scared. It buzzed in my head so fast that fight and flight were both eliminated and despair was what the sh- I just sat there going like, it's over. That's what happened when the drone buzzed my head and then almost hit Teller. We have video. <laughs> Nate said, good, we can give this video to Kelly. <laughs> Run it up the flagpole. To show her how safe it is. <laughs> and Kurt said, Kurt said, uh, if that goes into the audience. <laughs> and I said, because uh, you know, I'm in charge. That's not a fucking problem, Kurt. We won't have an audience for this. And Kurt says, well, you you can kill Allison. <laughs> and I said, it'll just be me and Allison. I'll have her sign the card and then I'll tell her to go away. <laughs> And I said, we're only going to do it once, and we'll just give it a try. And he says, well, what if the drone hits you? And I go, uh, it'll hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so you said we'd burned it because we were going to do it. I believe we're going to do it. Really? Hmm? Yeah. How? Um, I, I believe I'll do it. I believe we're going to, um, uh, we'll, we'll get the signed card. Yeah. Right? We'll. We'll spirit the sign card off, uh-huh. and then we will put it on the bottom of the drone mm-hmm. with something black over it, and I will hit the drone with a deck of cards and knock the black thing off. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Laugh if you like, monkey boy. Uh- <laughs> We're on the air right now. <laughs> on paper, mm-hmm. looks great. And on video also. <laughs> If you do this the first bit, you don't have to work in 19 more. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think you've never closed the show with, uh, hey, you know what we were up to and just couldn't get across the finish line? <laughs> here's, here's, here's eight attempts at figuring out this trick. You know, we could edit that video out and make it into something pretty great. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I, I still like it. I actually think there are just more industrious drones that can take mm-hmm. a hit. Also, with their propellers guarded. Guarded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this one looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't change what oh, works. M- magician's <laughs> dilemma, right? But I like the look of this drone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the other doesn't say drone to the audience as much as this says drone. It's, it is amazing how quickly you personify an evil agent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was dealing with that like it was a deadly wasp. I mean, it really seemed to have intent. It went directly at the person who threw the cards at it. Like, it really was, if you're writing the script from the drone's perspective, it's like, oh, look at me. I'm in a theater. How lovely. Hey, what the fuck just hit me? (laughs) And fuck him. (laughs) The second time, it was like, what the? It was you. (laughs) And then he told me, it was like, oh, this motherfucker? (laughs) Or the other. Let's go for Taylor. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm taking them all out. And what I like is the new woman who's working for us. Yeah. First week. 
<laughs> and she literally said after that final crash, she's like, this is this went from not funny to dangerous. <laughs> funny to dangerous. Yeah, funny to dangerous real quick. Yeah. You know, she asked the other day, what happened to the person that did my job before? <laughs> <laughs> and David Blank called up and said, this is shit is too dangerous. <laughs> you try to do what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Are there five doctors in the audience? <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. it I. I love it. I. I think it is exciting for the audience to know if they see it and it goes really smoothly and it looks like this cute little trick mm -hmm. that uh, to know how stupid dangerous it was. The uh, chances of this going smoothly <laughs> are hovering like a drone right around zero. I can tell you, come full this time, I'll be in the truck. <laughs> I'll be giving notes from the truck. I'll be in the truck. I'm picturing every camera person with a helmet on. I'm picturing Allison being taken to her dressing room. Allison in a suit of armor. Me doing the trick by myself. Yeah. And then cutting, having her walk back in and, and doing the, oh, yes, that's my card. Allison in a green screen stage in Santa Monica. Pointing, <laughs> pointing up and, and saying, that's my card. Well, can't we just use a, an old show of me going, that's my card? <laughs> just cut that in. The idea of interrupting your card trick with a drone is hysterical. It's really funny. Yeah. And it'll look beautiful, the signed card at the bottom of the drone. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could solve this for you. How? Creech is only 45 minutes away. Oh, get like a military drone. Yeah. Those can't be taken out with a deck of cards. If they can, we can make a call to Putin. <laughs> Have you tried throwing a deck of cards at him? <laughs> That's what that Russian MiG fired. Was just, uh, just, just 52 decks. You know, with a, with a military drone, it'd be pretty great. Well, those are huge, aren't they? Yes. How, how big? Like, like a car, I think. Like a car? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, we can throw bigger cards. <laughs> Jumbo cards. Jumbo deck. Uh, yeah, but I really got to think that even the United States of America wouldn't let you fly that drone in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring that in and then show, show the higher-ups at the Rio. <laughs> We're just using this drone the size of a car. Uh, could you use a smaller one? Yep, we got the okay. <laughs> the so, chat's asking if you still have the bee cage. Uh, the bee cage was built temporarily on the spot. Oh, to protect Allison? Uh, to protect Allison, put her in the bee cage. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. 
any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at Shopify.com slash records. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, here's what's troubling me. I'm going to take okay. this. I'm going to change the whole tone. All right. Make it very, very serious. And I'm really serious about this. Mm-hmm. I was reading in the paper about uh, Donald Trump's criminal prosecutions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which he's not been indicted yet. No. And I decided to really think about this in a different way I'd ever thought about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked with Donald Trump. I know Donald Trump. I was hired by him in the 90s. Worked in Atlantic City. Did two tours of duty on Celebrity Apprentice. Had dinner with him. Hung out with him. He is a is an incredible dick. Yeah. He is incompetent. Mm-hmm. He is stupid. He has no moral center whatsoever. And I believe he's completely and utterly deluded. Okay. I think him being president of the United States did damage to our country and our culture that um, we will not see us get over in my lifetime. I think that uh, his disdain for um, the United States of America, his um, hatred for the people of the United States of America, and his self-serving, totally morally devoid bullshit run by a stupid person who maybe doesn't even know truth from false, let alone right from wrong. Mm -hmm. If it's good for him, that's all he cares about. Right. I've seen um, his slimy, horrible, pitiful nature uh, for years and years and years. And I find myself, no matter how I try, filling with rage, just looking at him and reading anything about him. That's all been said. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that. And... um, Many people agree with me. I look at him getting busted for the uh, Stormy Daniels thing. The New York case, yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at him getting busted for that. Yeah. And I tried a thought experiment today, which is, is there anything about what he did that bothers me? Anything. Right. Now, I can pretty much masturbate to the idea of him in handcuffs right? and the idea of him on trial and the idea of him, I, I say this with no pride at all, having, having difficulties, I, I look forward to that. Yeah. He had sex with a porn star. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, most likely. Yeah. That bothers me not at all. Right. Not at all. I believe he had consent from her. I believe. Yeah. Let's say he had consent from her. She, she hasn't said different. Not, yeah, I mean, she's already been to court numerous times. If there was a time to pull that out, yeah. she would have said it. Um, I don't have anything against paying hush money. 
Mm-hmm. Nothing. I don't think I'd pay it because I don't think you can ever trust the person. It's a contract that's unenforceable. Right. It can leak too easily. But if you're running for president and there's someone that's got something on you and you can drop him a buck and a half like he did and say, don't, you know, don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they're trustworthy, which I believe Stormy Daniels kind of might have been. You right. might have been able to guess that. I don't think I care very much about campaign finance and bookkeeping. This feels like Capone's taxes, right? Capone getting done on taxes and people feeling good about that, right? Yeah. It doesn't feel like, okay, if if you did that, if you did everything he described as that, yeah. you're my friend, I would go, oh, Jesus, Matt, why the fuck didn't you... Fill out the paperwork right. Yeah. But I would not be going, I don't think we can hang out anymore, Matt. I I, <laughs> right, I don't feel you. good about your choices. Yeah, I won't visit you in jail, Matt. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a bad thing. So, yes, I do believe, yeah. with the exception of Hondro on a game show, <laughs> that you should follow the rules. Right. I really believe you should do that. And when you are running a campaign, yeah. campaign finance are part of the rules. Yeah. And you should abide by those. But boy, is that a messy way to get upset. I, d- I don't even think you're alone in this. You know, if you followed the New York stuff more uh, closely, they had actually another case where they built against actual really kind of detrimental tax evasion, tax fraud schemes with their actual companies. That was mm-hmm. all built up and then everyone got fired and everyone quit mm-hmm. and then no one brought the case forward. And then all of a sudden, I think out of pressure, this guy, Bragg, brought this this little thing forward. Well, you know, he I, did He did an absolute scam in that Trump University thing. Yes. He stole money from people. Yeah, and the Trump charities and all that stuff. And if he had done that, if he was busted on that, yeah. I would have gotten behind that. If you did that, yeah. if you set up, if you scammed people on real estate deals that did not have the money and ruined lives, yeah. if you didn't pay the people in Atlantic City, yeah. if I were a good friend of yours, I would be very upset. Yeah. I would feel I had to change my position on you. Yes. I don't feel it on this. And that, if I said that to many, many, many of the Trump haters that I know, they would think I was a turncoat. I don't even find other people understand what's happening. Yeah. Like every time the New York Times says it, sex with a porn star, which has got nothing to do with the case. No, and that's, I hate, yeah, all that stuff. Or just like, you know, at this point, are we really just reducing people to that kind of thing? Plus, I will say all of this, everything he did, let the people know about it. Yeah. And let them, let them decide with their vote. Yeah. Which is what we did. Yeah. Let people know he had sex with a porn star. Okay. Yeah. If you want to judge him on that, fine. Let them know he paid the porn star to be quiet. Fine. Let them know that some of their campaign contributions to his campaign went to a porn star to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Let them know all that and decide not to vote for him. Yeah. That's it. And I don't, I'm curious about the stuff in Georgia where you seem to really. Well, I was getting to that third. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll... So. Really, I'm not bothered personally. Yeah. Now, if you say to me, if there's rules on campaign finance and everybody has to follow them and we're going to enforce the rules, should we enforce these? I say, yeah. But 
if you're talk, talking to me, is this something that sickens you about another human being's actions? The answer is no. Right. Mar-a-Lago. Right. Keeping classified files. If you are president of the United States and they say when you're done, you give the files back, you give the files back. Yeah. I believe that completely. But do I feel terrible that things labeled classified ended up in a closet? No. Because you know why? The shit that they classify is everything. They stamp classified and everything. Yeah. I mean, you, people forget that o- o- Obama tried to pass a, like, a basically let's stop classifying everything mm-hmm. that goes to the president. Because basically, in order to have a class, in order to have like a, a meeting about classified information, even if you were going to talk about like a news article, you had to classify the news article to bring it into the meeting. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like weird right. procedural stuff that was just dumb. Really dumb. Yeah. And also destroys what the word classified means. Right. Because you have like whatever that number is, a million people yeah, yeah, with yeah. access to classified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I also don't give a shit about that. Did he lie about it? Yes. Yeah. Did he tell other people to lie about it? Yes. Yeah. Should the ex-president be lying about that shit? No. But do I go, if I liked him, if he was a great, great, great person, and he did that, would I turn on him? No. Calling up someone, asking them to cheat, to get you to win? Yeah. I think it's okay to ask. (laughs) And then they say no. And if they do cheat, you both go to jail. I don't know. Even that doesn't bother me that much. And I'm afraid on January 6th, I might be with them on free speech on that. Here's my, here's what I'm upset about January 6th. I don't think it's about him going to jail. But I do think his actions should have disqualified him from, from holding public it's, office. Yes. But the way we disqualify someone from holding public office yeah. is to not vote for them. Uh, and I agree. And I also think that's happening. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think he has a great chance of winning the second. Although, boy, if you go back to old Penn Sunday schools about me and the first time he came around. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I'm not, uh, you know, you talk about your Trump hating friends. I, I've lost my lust for it i i really i basically with all this shit i'm like when the trial comes i'll follow the trial getting all ginned up before it's even close to a trial serves no purpose to my mental well-being well it makes me feel more and more like uh and i one day i'm going to believe this and then my life will change yeah but i'm so close to believing it that politics is just sports well and and this we talked about this before where I, I think this is actually where you're talking to people who are just generally becoming less passionate about this stuff right now anyway. And I think it's because of that more than anything else. I think it's more that like that band's album came out two years ago and now you kind of want something else in your life mm-hmm. more than, and more than actual passion about public discourse or a role in government in our lives. And I think it's more about that old album or people still listening to that. I think is a much bigger factor in all of this than anyone wants to admit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, it's all this stuff is reprehensible about him, but all that stuff should be for the voters to say we don't want him. Yeah. You know, we have a solution 
to someone reprehensible becoming president, and that is not voting for them. The fact that you've got a bunch of yahoos that are voting for him yeah. is, is the problem. Well, so even something that made me reflect, again, my, my, my dark soul searching of the week was uh, two documentary series are about to come out about on Waco. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Clinton's presidency mm-hmm. and what he did for the financial uh, industry, the financial businesses and things like that, all the rules of finance rules and how all that listening up really have fucked us over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's a great article by Jane Borden in Vanity Fair, basically about how white supremacies galvanized Waco. That Waco was not a white supremacist. The Branch of Indians were not a white supremacist group. Right. But the use of government force mm-hmm. in that situation became the uh, snowball to a lot of the white supremacy stuff that we're seeing today. I'll tell you, the anti-government stuff really went to my heart when Waco happened. Yes. Although there's no better joke than George Carlin's on that. Yeah. George Carlin said, Waco, Texas, government and religious people fighting each other with guns? I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, you know, but I'm saying like, you know, Clinton was somebody I voted for and I liked. I'm not even talking about the Lewinsky and the power dynamics and that kind of shit, you know, just straight up his actual policies and the ben- and and what is actually happening in modern times because of it. Mhm. It's tough. It's a tough look. Yeah, it is. It's it's uh but maybe uh every study shows you yeah that people who don't read the news yeah are happier, healthier, <laughs> saner and kinder. I read an article about that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, I think so. I, I, I the, the, We might look back at this time, like the internet made you sh- have to be so much more accountable for so many more things, you know, in social media and everything about correcting things you say, the way you conduct yourself every day, global issues, climate, all this stuff. And it, 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 it really is like, I think like one of the biggest powers of Fox News is Fox News is like, nah, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Fuck that shit. And you're like, good. Someone else tell me it's okay to not be totally overwhelmed yeah. by all of these constant, every day, these constant forces telling us. So when you're trying to keep up with everything and make sure you're not missing out anything, there's a party that is beating yourself up every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never can. Yeah. And you're wrong anyway. Yeah. I mean, if history has shown me one thing, yeah. it's that I'm always wrong. Yeah. When I try to get the information in, I just don't do a good job. <laughs> so I forget what, I, damn it, I'm forgetting the comedian's name, but it's something about like, the planet was around for billions of years and we ran around for thousands and we fucking broke it. <laughs> like how rock and roll is that? <laughs> it's like, it's pretty badass if you ask me. So, but like, I think, you know, it's just so overwhelming. And so I think that that stuff is hard, but back to the first point, you know, like when Scalia died and people like celebrated that, like it was like, like it was such a great thing. Uh, that's gross. And I think, I think Trump's a scumbag. But I don't want to sit around every day rooting for him walking around in handcuffs and all that shit. I think it's wrong. I think it's, yeah. it's not good for one's heart. I don't think so. It just isn't. It just isn't good for one's heart. Here's my question. Shoot. Gerald Ford let Nixon off with the premise of moving a divided nation forward. Was he right? Move forward, he might have been right. Um, but being afraid of the way people are going to react, I think, is wrong. Those are mm-hmm. two different things. Um, 
the idea that Trump is going to try to threaten people into not prosecuting also really bothers me. Yeah. You know, people are going to die. He said that. That's gross. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. But on a lighter subject, Hundro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Teatro Talia. Teatro Talia, Valencia. Yeah. España. Uh, Unio 23, 24, 25. Cinco. A dos shows 24. El sábado. Yeah, sábado. Sí. Sábado. Sábado. We're going to do a show. Yes. Now, uh, Hondro sent me a poster. Mm -hmm. said, Penn and Hondro. I was in the front with a uh, fan of cards. He was sneaking out from the side, <laughs> putting his finger, shh, and said, what are your comments on this? And I said, well, I think your name should be more prominent and you should be bigger. I got the exact same poster back. It said Hondro and Penn, and he was simply bigger. <laughs> you know what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Nice so, poster. Yeah. The show is now called Hondro and Penn. Good. Because you're doing, what, two bits? Well, no. I'm oh, be come on. Don't be so rude. <laughs> 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 we are going to do more bits. More okay. Bits, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a lot of bits. Last yeah. report, you said you're going to do two bits because you have to learn it all in Spanish. Right, but I'm also going to join Hondro. Yeah, we're uh, going to do bits together. And okay, okay. All in Spanish. Or in Spanglish. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a fan of magic, yeah, uh, and you are in Spain during that time, uh, straight up, people are going to travel for this. Show. You don't want to miss this show, yeah. Not because of me, yeah. Because people are going to be in the audience. <laughs> Who's already said they're coming to the show, Andre? <laughs> yeah, a, a person from Canada. <laughs> a person. From no, but I mean, is, isn't Danny D'Artez going to be there? Yeah, I still don't know. Buddy wants to come. Well, yeah. uh, I think all of them will come. Yeah. So there'll be, I mean, if a if a bomb hits that theater <laughs> while Hondro and I are performing, it's possible Chris Angel will be one of the good magicians <laughs> of the world. And that show is like the, it's like the drone. We don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a beautiful little theater, right? It's 300 it's, seats? No, 400. 400 seats. 400. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah. 1,200 people, no, no uh, 1,600 people 60. see this. Because we 1,600 yeah. people see this show. Yeah. What are the dates again? Uh, June. June 23, 24, 25. Yeah. And on 24, which is a Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to have two shows in honor of Jack Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think it's. I think it might be a fun show. Oh, I Yes, I, I, that's I, I, for sure. We don't know if it will be a magic show. But <laughs> <laughs> it will be very fun. Very fun. It's something uh, that you have to be there. People will say, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I asked Andrew a question, and uh, I love his answer so much. I'm not going to put you on the spot because I don't remember it. Okay. But uh, I said to Andrew, now, in the U.S., there's been like Charo and uh, uh, Desi Arnaz and uh, uh, Yakov Shmirnov, mm -hmm. who were second language speakers, who became well-known in the United States, performing in English, but it was their second language. I guess you could say Jose Feliciano, mm -hmm. a few others like that. I said, in Spain, has there been a, an American 
who had Spanish as a second language, who performed comedy or something in Spain and became an all well-known? And Hondro said, no. And in June, we'll find out why. (laughs) 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 Oh, man, yes. But remember, and this is what, I'm not saying this to anybody except me. Remember, Hondro can do a really, really good show, 90 minutes on his own (laughs) with no help whatsoever. Right. Right. So there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, that's not the attitude. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It will will be a good show if you don't run. (laughs) (laughs) We will close the theater doors. So you have no escape. <laughs> you know, when I played uh, bass yeah. on stage at the Green Mill in Chicago, the terror I felt yes. was unfucking believable Really incredible. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was going to vomit on stage. I really did. And I was trembling <laughs> playing the bass. Trembling. <laughs> I imagine for these shows, I'll be more scared. Yes, for and sure. The, and the sick thing is that's why I'm doing it. In, in a way that I, I commend you. I like that. I think too many people, when they uh, become more accomplished, start to play things much safer. You don't have many 68-year-old men right. who have been uh, much more successful than they should have been in show business for knocking on 40 years right? who are throwing decks of cards at drones. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't arrive to Spain if you continue <laughs> yeah. with these ideas. But we have got, uh, I, I come in from Britain, I come yeah. in from Great Britain on a Monday, mm-hmm. yeah. and then Tuesday we'll rehearse, Wednesday we'll rehearse, Thursday we'll rehearse, Friday we'll rehearse, then Friday night's the show. Great. Then Saturday we'll be in despair. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe on Tuesday we don't rehearse. We just have a paella, so we will rehearse before the first show. So... <laughs> So many rehearsals? No, don't worry. You don't want to be like the Stones and leave your performance in the dressing room. You know, they rehearsed too much or said that live. Supposedly the rehearsals were great. They got on stage. Not so good. Mm. You don't want to be over-rehearsed. Hondro. Yeah. uh, You've been in show business professionally how many years? Maybe 25 or so. How many times have you gone out over-rehearsed? Over-rehearsed? Never. Never. Under rehearsed, always. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that's a danger. No, yeah, for the Hondroid pet not show. Hondro, <laughs> you're gonna do nail gun, yeah? He's not, going, not in this show. Oh, okay. He's going to do it in Spanish. Ah, working in on Spanish. It. I'm working on it. I'm working on it very, very hard. I'm working on it, uh, but it's it's still slow. It's still slow. Trucos de memorización no están de moda. Ahora. Pero yo he tratado, um, tratado a ser un poco menos todo cerebral agregando una pistola de clavos. Wow. wow. Espero que sepáis lo peligroso que es la pistola de clavos. En los Estados Unidos, 50,000 personas van al hospital cada año por las pistolas de clavos. That's the beginning of that. I love it. 
and the end. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come, Matt, only to see this. I'm curious. I don't. Yeah, I have to figure out how to pull it off. Maybe maybe we could tape it and do a net Netflix special. Maybe. You know. Now is this a theater that has? Uh, uh, they don't video, do they? At the, at the theater? No, but we can tape it somehow. I don't know. You should record it somehow. It should be recorded. It yeah. should be. I want to go. Yeah. I've never been to Spain. But you kind of like the music? I hear the ladies are insane there, and they sure know how to use it. They don't abuse it. They'll refuse it. Never going to lose it. You know, you don't know that song, do you? Nope. I've never been to heaven, but I've been to Oklahoma. It was a song by Three Dog Night <laughs> that was, I think, called Never Been to Spain. What was it That's called? Correct. Yeah, Never Been to Spain. And the first line, first verse is, I've never been to Spain, but I kind of like the music. Yeah. The ladies are insane there. All I did when you did that, it was reminding me that you, you heckled the person who gave uh, a suggestion for an improv show. I did. I never <laughs> do that. How did that happen? I was just possessed, wasn't I? You're very passionate about music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they asked for a suggestion from a line from a song, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. For do a long form improv, yeah. so I knew we were going to be sitting on this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, this is going to be twenty minutes. We're going to live with this song. Yeah. So I was going through my head, what be a really nice Dylan thing they could get all the nuances out yeah. of? That'll be really, really nice. Eat on that bone. So I thought, you know, it frightens me the awful truth of how sweet life can be. Yeah. When you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing to lose. Yeah. I was thinking of that, no direction home, to dance beneath the diamond sky with one hand waving free. Mm. Uh, my weariness amazes me. I'm branded on my feet. I was thinking, they're selling postcards of the hanging. <laughs> All these are going through my head. What would Matt and Mattingly do with this? And the woman behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got all this in my head. This is yeah. what's going through my head. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant and, poetic uh, things. And as an improviser, I'm, I would, you're, you're, you're correcting that. I would love these suggestions. I was going through, my, you know, up. how can that go? And how can, because the Dylan stuff has such depth. That's what when I you want. come back around to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? How are they going to get to dance beneath the diamond sky with one hand waving free? Yeah. How are they going to get there? Right. You know, uh, just there's so much. You can, Darkness at the break of noon shadows even the silver spoon. Boom. Yeah. Silver spoon. You got the rich, the darkness yeah. at the break of noon. Boy, really, really, really good stuff. And then the woman behind me says, if I had a horse, I'd ride it on a boat. You <laughs> <laughs> know what she said? Yeah. <laughs> and what came out of me was not a, I'm going to heckle. Yeah, yeah. It was an ejaculation of yeah, horror. It was. It was a true <laughs> stirring yeah. in you. Yeah. I mean, if I had been sitting quietly in a Quaker church. Yes. Waiting for the spirit to move me. Yeah. And no one, that feeling would have been, what I say? That's a shitty suggestion. No, you said, it's a, what's a terrible lyric? What terrible song is that from? <laughs> and then she said, Lyle love it. Yeah. Okay. And we all went, eh. <laughs> And Moxie, who yeah. was at the show with us, yeah. uh, Mox knows that if a noise is made in the audience, yeah. I'm appalled. Yes. I always sit quietly. Yeah. And here I was engaged. <laughs> if I had a horse, I'd ride it on a boat. 
<laughs> uh, the, the bucket show brings out a casualness yes. uh, uh, to people who attend, like few other shows do. <laughs> so that's part of part of part of the deal. Yeah, part of the genius. I think <laughs> you did a wonderful job. Well, thank you. With that, yeah, you turned horse shit, yeah, into, into good stuff. You mean you had a horse? Yeah, you had we a played horses. Of course, we played horses and boats. Yeah, and oh, yeah. You, you did a you did a did a fine job yeah. with that. But boy, I I just wanted to. I was just thinking. I we should have gotten quicker. I well, that's <laughs> you know, it was why I do ask for the song lyric. It's, it's that you want. Uh, depth or real exploration is the last thing an audience expects. If you start there, mm-hmm. of course you're going to try to be funny, at, very funny at the and end. People aren't going to go, nah, 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 Wipe out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, I'm going to defend this woman. Okay. Because <laughs> she's making a different mistake than you think she's making. Okay. Uh, I, the only reason I'm interrupting is because I want Mac to talk about this. Mm-hmm. People make this mistake of bringing in comedy material. Mm-hmm. He writes comedy. Yeah, that's a comedy lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's giving you a joke to play a joke on. So, which is the hardest thing to do mm-hmm. for for me? Yeah, blind man running in the night of the night, yeah. the, the light yeah. of the night with an answer in his hand. That's going to be hard to make comedy out of, and that's where you see the challenge. Yeah. Where Down by the river, I shot my baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's yeah. Those are those are hard because then you don't want to do the exact reenactment, right? But, but boy, does the audience really want you to kind of do it? Yeah. Now, what what good ones have you gotten on that? Do you remember any? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I, I can't remember on the spot any 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 great ones. Because your brain has to always you try to put it in different pieces right away. So I never hold on to the whole quote. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I mean, people usually do, some people do give very sweet and amazing lyrics, and that is helpful. Mm-hmm. So you can get the audience, no one thinks they're going to get into an emotional place. If you can go, if you can go slightly emotional to start, mm-hmm. it gives you like a lot more, way, it gives you a lot more places to go. Yeah. So that, that's the trick I'm trying to pull off there. Yeah. But sometimes you end up with a horse on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. You still go with it. Yeah. Do you want to know a secret, do I do? That would have been a great one. <laughs> that would have been fun right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of room to play. Uh, sounds like you want to go to more bucket shows. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. I don't want her behind me. <laughs> it was just uh, completely, I just, I was totally possessed. Ah! Oh, <laughs> so rare. Happened. I, could, I was like, this is so rare for Penn to say that. It's pretty great. Well, you've got a lot of stuff that I care about there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like Lyle Lovett. You know, we did, uh, in fairness to Lyle Lovett, we did a bit on, uh, of all the Sin City Spectaculars, Lyle Lovett did the best one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We wrote a bit that was originally written for Bernadette Peters. <laughs> okay. Bernadette Peters couldn't do it, so we brought um, Lyle Lovett in. Yeah. And the idea was that we went over and gave Lyle Lovett yeah. a, uh, a Valentine's card. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Lyle Lovett is holding a big Valentine's card. And then he holds it in front of him and he sings My Funny Valentine. Oh. We did an arrangement for just bass and guitar that was beautiful. And Lyle Lovett sang his ass off. Yeah. And then out of the Valentine's Day card comes a pie (laughs) that goes right into his face. Just Out of nowhere, it was a magic trick, right? So he's standing there alone on stage, reading a card from us, right? 
Yeah. And singing. And then he goes, sweet comic Valentine, made me smile with your heart. <laughs> the Valentine's Day. And what he had to do was he was triggering everything himself. Yeah. He was doing the magic. Yeah. And he had to not telegraph it. Right. Not flinch. Nothing. He did it perfectly. Hondra, I'm just listening for foolish bits now, right? Wow. Just can, can we do this? That's a good bit. We hey, you walked Teller through a cow on, on the Sin City Spectacular. Yeah, and we had the great line in it. It was, it, we had, um, what's his name? God damn it. The great um, fiddle player, Doug Kershaw. Yeah. Doug Kershaw was the guest. And it was, uh, Teller's going to walk through a goddamn cow. <laughs> it's, it's a great song. Have seen you seen it. that I've one? I've seen it. I've seen it's it. a great bit, isn't yeah. it? And do the do both dance. It's yep. very funny. We dance in all, all the, wow. all since his spectaculars. Wow. But it had the great line written not by me, yeah. but by Gary Stockdale. It was all rhymes with cow. Yeah. And it was all coming, the end of it, every sentence was, Teller's going to walk <laughs> through a goddamn cow. <laughs> it's a really good thing. Right. He wriot this line. This ain't no briss. So don't drop trowel. <laughs> Tell us going to walk through a goddamn cow. And it was a great trick too. Yeah. We've tried so hard to find a way to do that uh, on stage live. Yeah. But it was so, so good. Yeah. It's an amazing trick. Tell us going to walk through a goddamn cow. Yeah. And Doug Kershaw, who is, you know, famously, if you've listened to, um, Cocaine and Rhinestones, mm -hmm. you know how crazy Doug Kershaw is. Yes. There he was fiddling his heart out while we're singing about Teller walking through a cow. <laughs> It's a great bit. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. You know, that would have been a bad thing. Give us a suggestion yeah. for a song lyric. This ain't no brisk, so don't drop trow. That's a comedy lyric. Yes. Don't use it. Yeah, that would have been tough to That's do. That's all I'm saying. Bucket show don't use it. Yeah. Don't use it. Don't use it. Have you ever... You, you, The people feel cheated if you reject them? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing you can do is say we get that all the time. So like uh, I've done too many. Uh, that's why I've even changed the way I get the suggestion. Too many uh, too many long forms based on I like big butts and I cannot lie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff. So after a while, you, you start to re you, st you still reject some anyway, just because mm -hmm. it's just it's like I just don't want to do it. But yeah. Um, Uh, one time Maddie and I were performing, we were do outside on a first Friday and it, we were doing, you know, improv games, uh, and everyone was just yelling what they thought was funny, you know, uh, occupation proctologist, jizz mopper, that kind yeah. of stuff. And we were used to, uh, rejecting those and the show was so weird. It was performing outdoors and we barely had a crowd anyway. We just said, screw it. We said yes to everyone. We just played jizz moppers and proctologists and. Did the filthiest show we've ever done was on first any, Friday. Was it any good? It was, it was actually pretty fun to do. <laughs> Maybe in a meta way. Maybe uh, like a layer on a layer kind of way. But it was hysterical. We're like, all right, you want us to keep doing this filthy stuff? We'll just keep doing filthy sure, stuff. You sure. got it. Give the people what they want. This next scene's in a vagina. You got it. No problem. Uh, Teatro Talia. 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 Teatro Talia. It's in uh, the center of Valencia. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. June 23rd, 24th, 25th. Where are we going out to eat afterwards, Andro? To eat? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a problem. Why is that? Because well, uh, we, ha we will have guests. Mm -hmm. So maybe we have to go every day with a lot of people. But are there good restaurants right yeah, near there? Yes, but um, we will finish late. So I have You're not to telling me Spanish restaurants will be closed. 
but you are you are very special because you are vegan. Uh, so you know. Yeah, insufferable. It's, yeah, it's not going to be easy. Well, we are going out tomorrow night. Hondro and I fly to New York because mm -hmm. we're doing Jimmy Fallon's show on Tuesday. The Tonight Hondro's Show. Hondro's going to be with us. Popular program. Tonight's show. And uh, tomorrow, Monday, is uh, International Paella Day. Yes. So Emily has found us a place that will serve paella until 10 tomorrow night. And we're going to be there eating paella. Oh, uh, of course. Probably at 9 o'clock. 9 to 10. We'll oh, a good paella. paella place in New York. Oh. Yeah, it'll be good. Yes, we will send you photos, Matt. <laughs> oh, no, please, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> and uh, now with paella in mind, that was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. And to our listening You become naked. Ah, paella. Boy, that was a good paella. Wow. We will repeat it. We had with Julio and uh, Junkie. Yes. Mm. <laughs> That's to cook long anyway. Can I just leave the pan on while you're doing your show? You know, we love you. Can I bring a thank there, Matt? Yes, I want to thank the following people who support us over at patreon.com slash pen. Chris Tehachapi Loop McKinney. Gary Cornley. Danny, insert meta joke here, Ruse. Well, that's a meta joke. Matthew O'Sullivan. Betsy Batter. Little Mandar. H-E-R-E. Jobeth R. Bowers. Adam Stickney. Sax Guy Jimmy D. Nathan Julian. Wedge Driver. Daniel, one for Matt. I wistfully washed my Swiss wristwatch, and now it's an Irish wristwatch. Nicely done. <laughs> David K. David Peters. Matt, how is your Superman? The others. Hey, clear your cookies, baby. There, you just heard it. Brandon Knapp. Nick Dingman. Colin Durham. Lancey Menchu. Stephen White. Harlan Liam Clark. Michelle Geiser. Brogan Hastings. And Placidus Scott. Hondro. Say, Superman, the others. Superman, the others. <laughs> Thank you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.